and welcome everyone to today's news tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bentner, and as always, I'm joined by my good friends and GVG co-founders Ash Paulson and Steve Bowling, along with our very special guest, Nintendo Life's very own Zeon Grassel. Grassel. <laughs> I almost got it. <laughs> you got you got it. Close enough. <laughs> nice. Uh how you doing, Zeon? I'm good. I'm good. I'm at the end of my my work day now, so now I just get Ooh. to chill and hang out with you guys, and it's it's great. I'm so excited. I'm glad I'm, to be here. I am super happy that you're here, man. Like uh, yeah, for man. those of you that don't know where I came from before YouTube, I was on Nintendo Life writing, uh, and I got very interested in video, and that's how I ended up here today. But Xeon uh, was very much. Uh, it, I was so envious of him, like, because as soon as I left, they hired Zeon, and I was like, damn it, I should have just no, waited. What? I could have <laughs> done YouTube stuff there. Uh, but I'm I'm happy with how everything turned out. I'm glad to be here, and Zeon, you're absolutely killing it over at Nintendo Life. I'm so happy to see you, John, and Alex. I feel like the, the channel since the time that I was there, or, you know, on the editorial side of Nintendo Life, has changed so much, and... Uh, grown and it just is like this whole new entity with you and John there and I absolutely love watching your guys stuff thank you so much and seriously Steve like you I owe so much credit to you as well because I remember (laughs) talking with Steve a lot like in the beginning and just being because this was Nintendo Life was my first big step into the industry I suppose and uh, Mm -hmm. so yeah I I owe a huge thanks to Steve as well just for being so cool and and talking with me so much and yeah so so thanks man oh well well thank (laughs) you that is uh I I I think it's so weird when people say anything like that about me. I'm like, I'm nobody. <laughs> Don't worry about me. <laughs> but uh, I, I appreciate the kind words. And man, I got to say, I miss you guys. I miss your crew. Like uh, any anytime we're in the same city, I try to find you and the rest of the Nintendo Life crew and say hi and hang out. And I remember the last E3 we were all at, we all just kind of hung out at the Airbnb and had a few drinks yeah. and pizza. And that I was, was like, nice. damn, my I miss that. On. <laughs> yeah that was well, great it was the first time getting to meet a lot of you guys for, for me at least too and it was mm-hmm. it was so much fun and hopefully we'll get back to doing that soon with pax west coming up crossing well, our fingers well that, it doesn't well that's get, the thing uh, well that's yeah. the interesting thing about uh pax west and well before i get to that i don't want to get us too off topic i do want to mention that as always this well usually it's mondays but we took monday off because of the holiday um <laughs> uh, we're sponsored by The Game Orb. And uh, The Game Orb is a fledgling channel that has focused mostly on Nintendo content until recently. While they're still running Let's Plays of Nintendo games like Splatoon 2 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, uh, going forward, they're also covering games on the Xbox Series X like Portal Still Alive as part of a fresh daily upload schedule. So be sure to subscribe to The Game Orb at the link in the description. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Ash is probably going to post it in the uh, chat yes. as well. I'm doing um, it right now. And, uh, yeah, so uh, let's get them. We're at 314 subscribers. We're working our way to 350, and we'll continue to show them the the GV Gang's support. But as always, they also want to promote their friend's YouTube channel, The Galactic Reaper. And you can find their link in our description and in the uh, chat as well. So definitely uh, give them a look. And a big, big thank you for their continued support. So always yes, want to send that so uh, yeah. back and, their way. Uh, the, the links are in the chat right now. So if you could please sh- go show the game more the love and power of the GV gang and, and uh, crank up that sub count, we would really appreciate it. And thank you so much, Game Orb, for all your amazing stuff. Hell support. yeah. Mm, thank thank you. you. You've been with us since the beginning. We appreciate you so much. And if just like 10% of you watching right now, one out of every 10 people watching went and subbed to the Game Orb, we'd get them to their goal instantaneously. So 
please consider going over there, checking them out. They've been a huge supporter of GVG, and we want to show them that same support. Absolutely. Indeed. Uh, but going going back to PAX West, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it today, but uh, Fanbyte, who, you know, good friend Imran, uh, is over there, have announced that they're not going to PAX West because they don't have a um, system in place to, like, say, to check if, some, if people are vaccinated or not. So right. th- th- them and as a unit have decided not me. to go. Uh, yeah. And I I totally get that, and I, I think that it is a personal choice at this point. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going. I I miss being out in the field. I miss seeing Same. the people that I that I have worked with for so many years. Uh, but I'm going to do it in the safest way possible. I mean, I'm vaccinated. I'm immune, but yeah. I'm still going to be wearing a mask. I'm still going to, and it's uh, not just for my own safety because I'm fairly confident at this point. You know, following CDC guidelines, that I'd be fine. Uh, but it's also just out of respect for folks so that they don't have to wonder if I am or am not immune, you know, oh, just trying 100%. to make, because when I go into places, I'm like, yeah, technically I've been told I don't have to wear a mask anymore. But at the same time, those folks behind the counter at places, they don't know that, <laughs> you know, exactly. and they still have a sign that says, you know, hey, wear a mask. So I'm going to follow the rules. I'm going to wear a mask. Uh, I'm going to party it up with Ash in a, in a safe, <laughs> safe way. Um but it, it's time for yeah. me to go go back out, man. I need this. I, I will be honest. I miss, but, I miss being in the field so much. I, same as you, man. And, and I want to make it very clear. Like, I speak for Steve and I, and, I, and I both when I say, if we weren't vaccinated, we would not even be thinking of going. We're not going to put people at risk like that. Yep. It's only because we are both lucky enough to have been vaccinated and are so desperate to go see our friends and see each other <laughs> yeah. as well and hang out <laughs> together. And, you know, yeah, it's going to happen but uh it is a personal choice and people have to do what is right for them absolutely yeah uh yeah for sure and and yeah. i'll be honest i do wish that pax did require it we all we all you know when you get that shot you get that card they could you know if e3 can request my business card and my driver's license and my social security number and my home and address, then they can give it away to everybody yeah exactly yeah, like go. drop yeah, my vax card PAX in a swag bag i'm yeah. fine with that <laughs> right and yes, Asami Re, it's true that vaccines don't make you fully immune, but they make you, you know, mostly immune. And that's why Steve said, you know, we're going to be wearing masks as well. We're not just going to be running around just going crazy, right? We're still going to be not making out with everybody. Exactly. We're not making out. <laughs> not? Maybe we'll make what? out with each other, but other people, no. no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, only, vaccinated <laughs> people only. Oh, yeah, sorry, exactly. sorry, hon, if you're watching, I'm, I'm totally not going to do that. I'm lying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Eat your bathtub stream. Exactly. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a uh, that would <laughs> be the spiciest stream we've ever done. Yes. <laughs> uh Zeon, does Nintendo Life plan on going? Are you guys like I I know you guys are mostly Brits over there, but <laughs> Right. We, so we haven't I guess I I'm not aware if any of our US correspondents are planning on going or not. I'm tossing around the idea, but I haven't actually even spoken with the rest of the team about it. Mostly it's if I go, I think it might just be for my own sake just to get out as well you know i don't know if if we'd be covering it or anything or if i'd be there you know on behalf of nintendo life so at the moment we don't know but but i i'm also kind of in a weird position where i'm vaccinated but i also it just feels it's it's not that it feels too early but it, it does feel like there's so many people out there that we don't know who is vaccinated and who's going to play by the rules. And there's just right. a lot of questions still that it's, uh, yeah. it just, I don't know. It's just a weird time, I suppose. So, mm. yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's also kind of a weird spot having, having covered or tried to cover multiple PAX West for Nintendo Life. 
Uh, there isn't a whole, like, there isn't a huge story that comes out of PAX West usually for, you know, a Nintendo-facing website. Like, I remember being there and going to the Nintendo meetings and being like, okay, well, this is all the E3 stuff again, you know? <laughs> and being Fair, like, okay. how, do I, how do I tell Damien and everyone else back there <laughs> that I got nothing? <laughs> but, sure. I right. mean, that's it. I guess that is the exciting part of this. Um if I'm not, I'm not sure if they confirmed who's going to be there, who's not going to be there. But man, I would be extremely jealous if Nintendo all of a sudden announced, "Hey, we're gonna have a Metroid Dread demo at, the, at PAX West that you can check out." Right. That's entirely and, possible. Yeah. We did get yeah. an Animal Crossing New it Horizons is. demo at PAX West. If uh, that happens, Derek, I will make sure that Steve and I both send you selfies of us playing uh, playing the demo on the demo station. Uh, Zeon, uh, are there any openings at <laughs> Nintendo Life? I mean, you're you're great. You you're all. I mean, you very specifically are great friends with John, right? So I mean, I'm pretty sure John can, at the very least, put in a great word for you. Okay. Well, if they do that to me, I might be looking. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no no big deal. Just playing Metroid Prime on an OLED Switch. You know, nothing. nothing As long as they bring you back a keychain or something, you know, a poster, something. Metroid Prime on an OLED Switch would be its own big story for playing that and Dread on, a, on an OLED Switch. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. That's true. Uh, right? <laughs> Metroid Prime 4 just shows up, you know, no big deal. They they don't, they bring their B, B games to PAX West. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, before we jump into the news, uh, we got quite a few uh, super chats. That's, uh, man, all kinds of support. First up is Jaden Buck uh, with a $2 donation saying, Zeon's hair is epic. So, yeah, it is. Looking, looking good today. Zeon has always had a glorious mane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. If, if anyone ever watches one of uh, the videos that I'm in and I have a hat up, it means I'm having a really bad hair day. And Yeah. Yeah, no, my, oh, my, my fellow uh, GVG co-founders will tell you I sometimes wear beanies, and I think I look good in beanies, but the secret reason is that, yeah, I'm having a bad hair day, and it's getting to the point where I need to get it cut again, too. It's getting a little bit uh, shaggy. That's mm. great. Yeah. <laughs> I feel uh, that. Next up is RC with a $5 donation, says, excited to see Derek get into the Super Ro- Robot Wars series. Hope you like it. It seems like your jam. A new one was revealed in the Japanese E3 Direct as well. I had no idea about that. But yes, I do want to do another quick shout out to uh, Eggroll uh, for sending me Super Robot Wars V, the Singapore version, because that's actually in English. And I did get the chance to play, because there's no way this is never going to be localized with all the different Gundams and Evangelions in this one. uh, Space Battleship. Ava's in there? What's that? There's Ava's in there? Oh, yeah. Look, right. Oh there. my gosh, that's nice. I do see it. That's amazing. So, I've only really played cool. the first three missions, uh, but it's a it's it's a good it's a good time, and uh, I'm I can see why people really like it. But it's it's really uh, it it seems pretty beefy because I'm three missions in, and I think there's sixty four total. <laughs> so it's like sheesh. Mm-hmm. Wow, and that's not even including all the DLC. So it's a pretty beefy game. But uh, yeah. Uh, I'll try to play it just on my own time, see how it goes, but not a lot of free time, but we'll see. Black Ninja with a $5 donation saying, uh, before things get started, uh, get started first, uh, both love both GVG and Nintendo Life, but Zeon, who will you banish from GVG as you did Dixie Kong from the TV show? Oh, my. Ooh. Uh-oh. He's right here. Spot. What do you mean? Oh, okay. did I do so that? not really banished. You just banished to your desk. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I think I, okay. uh, in... 
when we did the we did a Kong ranking video where we oh, ranked yeah. every Kong, and oh, it nice. was an hour long or something. We pulled oh, in a my. bunch of the TV show ones, and I don't even remember. It was such a long day. Uh, I'm sorry for banishing her, but I, this is this is the most pure version of TV show Diddy Kong you will ever find, and and this is still a stretch. So, but mm. I could never, I could never banish any of you. Come on. <laughs> I appreciate nice. the donation though. That's very kind of you. And thanks for the, mm. the love, but I, yeah, I couldn't, yes, I could so not much. do that. Zeno, well, I have to ask, here. Where did you even get that? Where did you even get that figure? Yeah. So this, I got it at a store in, so I think it's in Washington in Vancouver. Okay. Cause I think Vancouver is like right on the edge of uh, Oregon. And there's a store there called double jump games. And I just went in looking around, whatever. And they had a stack or like a, a a whole wall shelf or a wall full of just these import Donkey Kong TV show figures. That's and so wow, random and specific. Wow. Yeah, that I still have just... pictures, so I'll 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 send them to you. But they had uh, Diddy, Dixie, DK, uh, King K. Rule, and then there was one of the random Premlings, like the uh, the one who wears like an army helmet. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, yeah, they had one of him, and then and they all came in little. Uh, like mine carts that they could ride in and they could oh, connect together. And I think there's supposed awesome. to be like an expansive mine cart like level thing that they are a play set that they all go with. But yeah, I think she was like $15 and she's, it's one of the best $15 I've ever spent in my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Well, speaking of Canada, we got Bungo Lover with a five Canadian dollars uh, donation saying my bug snacks machine PS5 finally f- came in can't wait to find animal strawberry yogurt creatures in the wild <laughs> so congratulations on the ps5 that is an accomplishment yeah, yeah. nice sure uh axcom with a five dollar donation saying obsessed on metroid lately uh who could play samus in a film Derek's script <laughs> also what would be your first game recommendation to a young friend family member uh hmm Play Samus on film i mean i'm a simple man i i think brie larson would probably be would be just fine I mean, I, like I, I, yeah, I think she would. I'm going to throw out Emily Blunt because mm. she she already did the what the tomorrow, uh, whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, but the she one did with that action Tom movie with Tom Cruise. So we know she can. She has action chops, and I feel like she kind of embodies Samus's look pretty well. I don't know. Mm. I, I I like her as an actress. I'd throw her out there. Y'all got me stumped. I mean, those were Brie Larson was where my <laughs> my mind went to. Uh, yeah, I would I have also gone with that. So yeah, I yeah. I understand. I feel like some people online give her some flack for wanting to play Samus, but yeah, I don't I don't get it either. Is it just politics? What? People, it just makes sense. It is, I think it is just politics. How dare she be Captain Marvel and exactly. all that stuff? It's, it's the usual, you know, it, the usual corners of the internet saying that shit. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh. As first game recommendation to a young friend, something Kirby. Kirby is the that's easy, a good like, one. Yeah, easy Kirby. Thing to get I think. Into. Yeah. I, I mean, think. I'm I'm biased because I grew up in the '80s and '90s, and and that's kind of what I grew up with, like what I started with. So I would probably want to recommend something from that era. But I also recognize that maybe kids today don't want to play something that that looks retro and want and want something that looks you know modern. So I'm a little bit bias in that sense i mean i feel like super mario world would be a good one or Hmm. you're you're close you're close with my with my daughter i started her with super mario 3d world which was really cool because then they re-released it with bowser's fury and she got to play it again like she played it first as like a four-year-old and then again as an eight-year-old so she's already in the remake cycle of life now (laughs) and uh she she actually remembered some of the twice (laughs) 
Yeah, she's amazing. Like, she's like, why did we? I, she's like, I already played this, Dad. I was like, I already played it again. It's, right it's faster. I was like, I don't, you know I don't what? know. You're gonna do this when you're older. Trust me. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll throw it out there. I would start them early with a Rhythm Heaven game because of the one mm-hmm. button input. They're so simple, and it gives you such a simple understanding of the link between pressing a button and hearing, like listening for the musical and sound cues. And having an understanding of music is a good thing for any kid to have. So I would probably throw that out there as well. There you go. Nice. I would probably just say like a Pokemon game. I just I played through Pokemon Blue on my Game Boy Color earlier this year, and it was it's very simple, but it's still just a lot of fun to go back to. And I could I I remember who who didn't have fun with that game growing up. And maybe I wouldn't say go don't give them blue, but maybe give them Fire Red or or just you know yeah. something one of the Let's Go or games maybe even. But yeah. ooh, that's a good that's a solid pick. I I had my daughter yeah. play Let's Go when she was uh, when it came out, so she was five or six and she absolutely loves that game that's awesome but all your Uh, recommendations were great too yeah i i agree next up is t zilla with a ten dollar donation saying hey guys i love how much you all love gaming and i'm so thankful for this podcast it really helps me get through long work days you guys are the best well thanks for listening thank you thank you thanks for Uh, donating because we're glad to hear that before before we continue on derek we did miss one yeah i'm so sorry No worries. It's uh, just above AxCons. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Claire Chicohan with a $5 donation says, First time here, but TNT keeps me company whenever I can't sleep from my BPD meds. Uh, Thanks for always repping mental health and trans rights. Well, thank you. That's awesome to hear. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that we could be there for you in that capacity. And and thank you so much for letting us know that you are. It makes everything we do here that much more worth it, knowing that we're helping people out out there like you so thank you yeah it's always a good time all right let's get these yeah. next thing to actually get to the news so bongo lover <laughs> again with a two dollar two canadian dollar donation says bongo can play samus i could see it might might need to um, shave a little maybe maybe Just a little bit. mr one up with a two dollar donation says i love every one of you guys you're all awesome uh i'm pretty sure you're awesome as well so yes two dollars you're just you as, well. as awesome <laughs> Uh, Angus Khan with a seven ninety nine Australian dollar donation uh, says, "I heard Zeon is a big Fedora Kong fan. Can we expect a Fedora Kong discussion? I don't even think I've heard of him." Yeah, I don't know you who need Fedora to. Kong is. You need to be aware. Oh, Just no. uh, I'll, I'll send I'll send you the link, and okay. uh, it's, it's a full a full <laughs> read. It's a it's a wiki wiki do- Kong article. Oh, I don't know, but it's just. It's a real deep dive, and uh, you. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, is this is this the one that begins? Fedora Kong is a deity with knowledge and power beyond our yes, comprehension. Yes, that's it. <laughs> oh, God. oh man! I'm in. I'm in. How, how does this all fit into the lore of the Great Ape War? Is what I want to know. How does that all fit together? I have many questions. I've opened yeah. a door. I can't close. You can't nope, close. It's can. beyond. It's beyond my comprehension. But uh-huh. I, I, I thought love you were going to say beyond the pale. Thing. I'm like, well, that's not wrong. <laughs> Uh-huh. I've <laughs> I've gone beyond the veil. I am I am yeah. transcendent as as there, now. <laughs> as long as there's a coconut gun and it fires in spurts, I think we're all going to be happy. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, just well, let's go ahead and just as a reminder, we will read uh, any uh, future super chats in between stories. So if we don't get them right way, we will get to them eventually. Uh, but first up, our first story is a bit of a potpourri, a little bit of everything because there's just not a lot to say about any one of them. But there's interesting all the all the same. And first up, this is mainly for Steve. Uh, the Lost Judgment intro and theme song has been revealed. So I just wanted to get a quick thought on you from, from you, Steve. What do you think? So 
ironically, I have been so busy today that I haven't had time to give this a listen yet. Uh, But one, I will say Judgment soundtrack slaps. So Lost Judgment is, I I would not be shocked to hear that this song is is a total banger. And uh, to, to just kind of tie it into my general dorkiness in anime fandom, the theme song is called Rasen, which makes me think of Naruto, which means it's probably mm-hmm. great. So just, that's, those are my quick thoughts about a gun. song I've never heard. We're good. <laughs> Steve, I'm going to go ahead and hype it up for you right now. I did watch it and listen to it. It's badass. You're going to love it. I know you are. And <laughs> well, I mean, it's got it's got a bunch of things I love just in the name. I see Rasen. I see yeah. John. John's great. I see Yakitori. That's delicious. Those are all <laughs> things I yeah. enjoy. So Yakitori, by the way, is chicken. Just, just in case those of you in the chat that don't speak I mean, Japanese are hanging go. out thinking, what is that? It's chicken. We all know how I feel about that. So I will <laughs> listen to the song sometime tonight. I'll stay tuned to my Twitter where I say dumb things about dumb things. I'll, I'll have opinions on the song there. there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Uh, next little thing. Uh, uh, for anybody who still plays Tetris 99, there's a Mario Golf skin coming to it. Got to get that uh, tie-in available. So now you can have a Mario Golf-themed tetris 99 board for do any of us actually play still still play tetris 99 i think john, john is probably john so hyped yeah sure right john is. yeah john john is definitely destroying people while staring at this board as we speak <laughs> i was i was never good at tetris 99 so i wasn't playing it that much to begin with but now it just reminds me of of what i've lost what i've loved and lost and i can't even look at it anymore because oh, wow. i miss the Mario heartbreak is so strong much. I can't play Pac-Man 99 either. It just reminds me of how much I want Mario 35 back. Can't do it. Wow. I can't. But those are different. Those are 99. Mario only got the 35, so. I mean, that's fine. Just bring it back. I don't care if it's 99 or 35. Just bring it back. What if they delist it and release it every year as, like, a new iteration? Yeah. We get Mario 36 36 this year, 37. I mean, I could could deal with that. I mean, look, as long as I know it's coming back at all, I could deal with that. What if it? What if it just stops at forty-two and then just becomes Mario's midlife crisis, and it's just a game about a sad, dejected plumber who found out he know, wasn't right? really a great plumber in the first place? Oh my god! <laughs> Someone at Nintendo um, really isn't liking their job, and they just went off the rails, and they've created this. Yeah. The hit enter. Uh, just to, to answer uh, Romsky one one three in our live audience patron chat, I'm sorry about that. I didn't realize you were not in the pay, uh, the producer spread. I am adding your name right now so that it gets in there. I apologize for that, and thank you for letting us know. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and the li- last little bit, just to mention, uh, is Dungan Rampa Decadence has a release date now, December third. Uh, I know of the three of us, I've, I'm the only one who's played Dungan Rampa. Have you Have you tried it, uh, Zion? Yeah, I, I started it on PS4, and I just couldn't get into playing it on a console, I think. Like, it just felt like a game that I wanted to have to be able to, like, carry it around wherever I was so I could, mm. you know, play uh, – just play it wherever. I, I didn't want to be tied to a system. And I think I, I think a lot of that falls on just being able to play Phoenix Wright on the go anywhere. Right. And, uh, but, but I did watch a chunk of the anime of, of the first, first series, at least. So I'm really excited and glad. Like, this, is, this collection is checking all the boxes for me on Switch. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, uh, I'm only I'm just a little surprised I didn't decide to add Ultra Despair Girls into it as well. But uh, that was know. the Vita spinoff, right? Was, was it like yeah. a third person well, shooter almost or something I like that? I think so, which I'm like, how does that work for this series? But I mean, I've only played the first one. So like I, I have uh, Danganronpa 1, 1 and 2, but I don't have V3. So I'm like, well, should I get it on Switch still? I don't know. I'm trying to decide on that one. But you get that new board game 
thing. I don't know. I don't know what's happening with that either. But but that's in there. Yeah, I don't know. But oh man, I I totally agree with SEA in the, the patron chat. We need a zero escape collection. I have a, I have the the uh, the Nunnery Games collection on PS4, but I think there's a third game on that. So yeah, yeah, another collection of that. But I've only played the first one. Uh, so there is. I, I started the second one and just didn't get. I don't know. Maybe it was because I yeah. started it right after nine nine nine, and I invested so much. Yeah, yeah. You just it's they're so taxing on your brain, uh, especially if like if you play it without a guide or I guess even with you know because there's so many options I, and I had to look up a few things for nine nine nine. That's for sure. sure. I probably did too. It was a, it was a long time ago, but hmm. but yeah, that series needs to come to Switch. I'm definitely picking up Danganronpa when it when it hits the Switch, but also because I don't own any of the other versions on anything else so yeah it makes, I feel it makes like sense my wife and i need to play duncan Dun- because i haven't played it myself but i've heard so many good things from so many people including my best friend uh who just loves it and uh you know my wife and i love playing ace attorney together and other visual novel style games so i feel like it's something i should introduce to her and maybe we can try I, it if she's okay with a horror tinge element and some weirdness yeah i think she'd i think it. so yeah for sure yeah. So I, I, I played a little bit in front of Amy and uh, she's now triggered by Monokuma. She oh, is wow. not, oh, no. <laughs> she is, she hates Monokuma, but she was also so intrigued by the plot. She wickied the rest of the story and she's like, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I can't stay. Fair enough. But it, the game's all about despair. So that's, right. yeah, not exactly a good thing. Anyway, though, that's a bit of the potpourri. Just a little few things here and there. Uh, just not a lot to talk about, but, you know, good to know. So let's move on. Go ahead and move on to our second story, which is kind of the big one. So Nintendo has revealed the Switch OLED, <laughs> not Pro OLED, right? Uh, and uh, that's that sort of resonated through everywhere. Tuesday, Steve did an update talking about. It. He's very excited, and Just a little. I think it's. <laughs> Oh, no. wow, a new Switch that, that Steve is into. I am shocked. Oh, real quick before that. Yeah, it's so, so out of character for this. me. I know. Right. Uh, real quick before we dive into OLED, I did miss the Super Chat, so I apologize for that. Bongo Lover with the two Canadian dollar donations saying, new Donkey Kong game with a new Bongo mode. I can actually see that happening. Uh, I, rather I than could. Get the, rather I could than get the dull, yeah. uh, But we're talking banana. Bongo, not... <laughs> oh, that is true. Right. Uh, Although I, I could see a, don- a new Donkey Konga with Bongo as a crossover character. That would actually be incredibly appropriate. Nintendo, that one's free. All right? I was absolutely thinking free. DK Bongos. I forgot about other Bongo. Yeah, bongo, the, the, the Danimals monkey. The Danimals <laughs> yeah. Bongo, which is... Mm. Boy. <laughs> uh, Mickey Saito with 50... I don't know that currency, but thank I want to say it's Philippine pesos. It is. I Googled it. Okay, <laughs> nice. Perfect. Thank Philippine you. pesos. Thank you so much. Says let your p- children play bayonetta. Haha. <laughs> just kidding. You know, <laughs> there is that one button. That one button mode. It wouldn't be bad if they want to see some action and just, like push buttons and have some. Oh, they'll see some action. action. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm if, afraid if of exactly enough. what type of action my kids will witness playing bayonetta. If if, if they're young yeah. enough, I bet enough of it would just like fly right over their heads. Oh, and they might yeah. and they might not even remember it. They might you know want to pick up Devil May Cry after this. What's, yeah, what's so bad about I'm, that? What can, what can exactly. I'm more worried about 15 years down the road when they're like, "Hey, Dad, remember that game you let me play where the girl got progressively more naked as we fought? What was that you game? Were three, you were uh-huh. three. How do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Listen, I was uh, tired. Muhammad... I had a review to get out. <laughs> you, yeah, it's, just... it's your fault. <laughs> 
Uh, Muhammad Abakar with a five Canadian dollar donation says, "Thanks to Ash for hyping up Yakuza Seven. I got Whoa. I got Game Pass to play through them all, zero through seven. So far, I'm on six. So wow. hyped to try seven. Wow, that's that. Yeah, you've really burned yeah. through those games, man. Especially considering how big I understand they are in terms of just content. Um, but be excited for Yakuza Seven. I've said it many times. I'll say it again. It's such a fantastic game." I can't wait to get back to it and and finish it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to hopefully do that soon. So fantastic game. Have fun. It's awesome. Yep. And then finally, Thank Quiet you. Lion Gaming with a $4.99 donation saying, love GVG and Xeon plus Nintendo Life. Really enjoy these discussions. Love you guys. Have a great one. Well, thank you. I hope you have Thank a great you. one. Thank you very much. As well. A lot yeah, of love thanks. for Xeon, which, yeah, I get it. Of course. <laughs> it's so nice. Oh, People you. Are just, you have the best community. I mean, we <laughs> have a great community, know, too. I love but, our community so yeah. much. So um, let's let's talk about this OLED because that was definitely a hot topic of discussion Tuesday. A lot of uh, takes about whether people were into it or not. Um, and uh, well, Steve, we'll start with you. Well, actually, Zeon, we'll start with you. We'll, we've got Steve's opinion on the channel already. So we'll start with Zeon. <laughs> so Alex and John and I from Nintendo Life, we did a discussion a week ago. Maybe it got put out this this past weekend. I'm not sure. But we talked about how leaks affect the industry. Mm-hmm. And 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 we, we mostly talked about how they negatively affect the industry. There were some positives in the video, too. And it's uh, we, we, it was a pretty good discussion. I, go check it out if you're interested. But we talked about mostly or we, we highlighted just how negative they could be. And I feel like the Switch Pro leaks if you will, is kind of one instance where everybody was set up so much to expect this, this crazy cool, this switch is 4K, it could, it could go on the TV and in your hands, and it's beautiful, and it has a good screen, and it, it has, the battery life is through the roof, you know, it, it just has all the bells right. and whistles you could ever want. And so this new switch comes out, right? This OLED, this OLED, the, what do you want, what, do you, what is it supposed to be called? I don't know, why is it called that? But, you know, it, it, it doesn't, So I was thinking about it, and it doesn't check the same boxes as the Game Boy Advance to the Game Boy Advance SP. You know, the this new system is coming out, and it it doesn't really. There's not really a lot of reason to get it, and Nintendo is even, uh, you know, some of their uh, representatives. I I believe, like, I'm not trying to uh, bring JC up into this conversation, but he on Twitter, uh, he came out and said, told somebody they they asked. If you should get, uh, you know, get the Switch OLED or whatever, if you already have a Switch, and and JC came out and was like, it, it it's not going to be more powerful. I, I'm 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 paraphrasing him a little bit here, but mm-hmm. but he said it's not going to be more powerful, and you should basically, if you don't want it, then just don't get it. And I think that's the biggest problem for me is that right now it just kind of feels like a like there, there's not. Like I already, I just got a new Switch last year. I got the Animal Crossing edition. It oh, has nice. a, the better battery life, and maybe there's some other things that's better about it. I don't remember offhand, but I I feel no reason really to get the new one unless if I happen to have some extra money sitting around, or you know, there's I, there's it's not like the Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy Advance SP where you you know the SP had a built-in rechargeable battery and a backlit screen, and and the Game Boy Advance had the original has a better form fit but those features were severely you know lacking from the original and and this new system just feels like a i i I don't want to call it like a rich kids switch but um because that's (laughs) that's not by any means what it is but it just feels unnecessary in a way it feels like a stopgap right it feels like a stopgap kind of like an intermediary between what we have you know the original switch and what i do still believe is coming which is a bespoke switch pro that is 
DLSS enabled for, you know, potentially 4K. I, I do still think that's on the horizon. I don't I don't think this is that. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I, I see this as kind of a stopgap measure personally. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting that as well. I, I looked at the feature set and, you know, there's some nice things in there. But I've also found that I just don't play my Switch undocked that often. I'm mainly playing that's docked. That's kind of where and I'm at. All the advantages to the Switch OLED is in handheld mode. The bigger screen, the the um, uh, you know still good battery life, better speakers, all the you know all of that. Better stand at least. That, yeah, the, be- the, the better stand and garbage. the OLED, uh, whatnot. Yeah. It, it, it's it it's cool if I was using that more often. But I'm not even traveling anymore. I don't have the advantage <laughs> of like those long train rides uh, to to the Nintendo events. Um, so I, I, it just, it's not for me, but for the people who do play in handheld mode a lot, I can see this being pretty attractive, having that better screen, uh, you know, better, yeah. uh, more real estate. Cause you know, going from the 3ds to the 3ds XL is kind of nice to have a bigger screen and more stuff to see. Uh, there is an advantage to that. Um, but, but Nintendo is also trying to, I guess, make a mix and match a bit here because, um, they have come out and said in a uh, e- email, uh, press release email that uh, the the old dock will work with the new this OLED and the new dock will work with the old Switch. Like it's completely interchangeable uh, between all of them, um, and they can be purchased separately, both the white and black uh, black dock. Uh, however, it will include no HDMI cable, no AC adapter, and not in a package. It is only available on Nintendo on Nintendo's online store and won't be sold at retail so you kind of have to go out of your way for this one uh but at least it can be purchased separately so if you really want to have the b- built-in um uh land ethernet uh, port. port yeah ethernet port yeah there you go so i don't hate this i don't think I, i'm not like seeing this revealed and being like super disappointed it's just like well i'm still working with my switch i'm i still enjoy my switch so oh well whatever mm-hmm. yeah I, I think that there's there's not a right or wrong answer to the you know is is this worth it or not because everybody uses their switches differently. Uh, I I will say that I'm a total total and I admit this is a display snob. So sure. uh, I picked up an OLED TV right before the Switch came out in 2017, and I've been playing most of my games on an OLED screen you know, whenever I'm docked, right? Uh, and it's gotten to the point where I'm just like, ill. LCDs are gross. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't like, yeah. I don't like how washed out the blacks are on them. I don't like, you know, the, the color inaccuracy. Um, and I, I vastly prefer to have an OLED screen on any device that I can. I, I still have my Model 1 Vita with an OLED screen from 2012, and I never upgraded because I didn't want to get rid of that beautiful screen. Same. Um, yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, and so the, so to yeah. me that 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 to me is worth a $50 difference, right? Like so if I were going to the store one it also depends on who who I'm talking to. If if someone is going to buy a Switch brand new and I I would definitely say, look, if you're looking at the model that we all have, right? <laughs> we're all YouTubers, so we definitely don't we're not rocking a Switch Lite all the time. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're going to connect it up to the TV, and the $50 price hit is not a big difference to you, I would definitely tell people, go spend the extra 50 and get the upgraded dock and the upgraded screen sure. and all that. But I have to say, I have a pet theory about this Switch. 
Uh, one, y'all know I'm super excited for it. I'm definitely going to be there day one. I am absolutely a mark for stuff like this from Nintendo. And and if they release a, a upgraded Switch or a follow-up in six months, I'll buy that too. I mean, I'm the worst right. type of person. But, uh, You're a monster. I, I am. Right. I have a red you? Mario Switch right behind me. My current Switch is like oh, five months old at most. <laughs> but I'm, I'm still going to buy this new one. And uh, I mean, I do benefit from the fact that I have a big family. So my Switch usually makes its way down the line to other people. Um and I just get whatever, you know, whatever stupid thing I'm going to spend money on next. But um, I have this pet theory. And I think that there was so much smoke surrounding the Switch Pro. Everyone was saying, oh, a Switch Pro is coming. It's inevitable. You know, people claim to have heard from developers that they're working on Switch Pro games. And, and they're updating their stuff for 4K. And and that can't all be wrong it, it just can't be like there some, there has to yeah. be a kernel of truth there and so my thought is looking at the pc market you know nvidia has been struggling to produce uh products and i'm sure that that difficulty extends to things that don't end up on shelves in stores right like tegra system on a chip processors stuff like that things that are integrated into other products and i'm certain that they're like hey look we can't even get our flagship gpus out the door we have to focus on on these things and shift priorities and whatnot and nintendo probably at some point said all right we're gonna make this brand new switch it's gonna have an oled screen it's gonna have a bigger kickstand it's gonna be super dope it's gonna be more powerful and then nvidia was like yeah about that more powerful part <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah. we can't make millions of these things for you right now you're gonna have to wait like six more months and nintendo was like but we already bought the screens and all the other stuff (laughs) we already (laughs) built it and uh so so my theory is that they are sitting on just massive amounts of oled screens and other things that were destined at some point for an updated model for like a more powerful model and it's just too difficult to get the actual internals from from nvidia or whoever their other partners are and so they're like okay look we can either let these things rot in a warehouse for a year or we can just start selling them now with the same guts we're already using and make a few bucks and and clear out our our inventory so that when this shortage ends we can we can then drop like an updated more powerful model the one you know the one that we all expected um i love this yeah. I, I like that i love this i could yeah say i i agree yeah. with a lot of it what makes... you're saying and and i do think it is a stopgap uh and i agree uh, i think what you're saying really does make a lot of sense steve and i'm kind of in the middle on this with you guys I, i'm also kind of a display snob and maybe not quite as much of one as you are steve but i am one and i you know you and i have the same tv the lgcx it's incredible I love OLED displays. I still have my original Vita because it can't be overstated how gorgeous that screen is compared to the later Vita models that had an LCD screen. So on principle, I want the latest and greatest thing just because I want it, right? And I love my Switch. On the other hand, 98% of my time is spent playing on my Switch in, in TV, or 98% of the time I spend playing Switch is TV mode. But on the other hand, I'm going to start traveling again. We're going to be going to PAX. You know, we can actually travel again. And I'd take my Switch with me everywhere when we travel. So it might be worth it. And I do like the I, I do have a, an Ethernet adapter, though, for my existing Switch. So I'm not sure I need a different dock. At the same time, though, aesthetically, I love that new dock. And I kind of just want it because it looks cool. Um, and, and in addition to having a built-in Ethernet port that I don't need to have an adapter for. So 
kind of on the middle. I'm on the fence, but I kind of want one on principle, but I just know I don't need one at all. It just mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't fill a niche in my life that I need it that I need filled. I, I just want it. In, in the same it. vein as uh with Steve's whole thing, I think this also is effective in uh if if there is, if I, I'm, I'm tired of pro rumors because, you know, eventually it gets really tiring hearing all the rumors and things yeah. coming up and you just want it to end. Um, but if Steve's theory is right and a Switch Pro actually is, you know, what people expected is coming next year or the year after or whenever, um, this OLED, OLED version also serves to sort of soften the blow. So you got your regular Switch at 300, you got this OLED at 350. They can easily charge 400 for this Switch Pro, and all of a sudden, it's not as big of a jump from 300 to 400. It's now you got that middle. And it's like, well, looking at what it has from the OLED to this new thing with all the yeah you know, the 4K and all that other uh, bells and whistles. All of a sudden, it's like, well, yeah, I can spend an extra 50 bucks to that. That's that's worth it. It makes it a little bit more attractive. Oh, it's definitely a gradual upsell. Right. I mean, but there, there could also be, I hate to, I, I wonder if at some point, I feel like it's inevitable that this OLED model switch will drop in price and replace the OG at the 299 price point. Also possible. And then you, you get either a next gen or, or, you know, I, I wonder, this is the biggest thing I wonder now. I do think this is an artificial stopgap product. And I think it's the result of manufacturing delays of some kind. But I wonder if because of that, you can no longer introduce whatever this souped up model is as like an iteration. What if it, you know, because your right. your window for that is almost closing. I mean, we're, we're approaching year five of the Switch, right? 2022 will be five years since it launched. You're officially in that replacement territory, like from a marketing perspective, where you could say right. Switch version two right like not not switch pro not not switch you know better graphics model i don't know what you'd call it but but actual like <laughs> new switch this, of course yeah this yeah, is the, the new new switch <laughs> the super the nintendo new, switch new. i really just fucking name it super nintendo uh, switch please i know that's perfect <laughs> with a super nintendo like color scheme or super famicom i'll take either one but i would line up for that shit, man. It give me a Super Nintendo branded Super Switch. Oh, oh god, I'm that. Kind of to what Steve was saying too. You know about it, it would make sense that Nintendo was kind of releasing this to to fill a gap right now, and they have all these supplies. It it, it boggles my mind, and obviously tons of other people out there too. But why would they call it the Switch OLED or OLED or whatever it is? Why would they do that when they have a name that is so snappy and sleek and easy to say, like Switch? Why would they go tack that little thing on at the end? Unless if maybe they do plan on making that the new standard Switch going forward. Maybe one someday. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's just a theory, but but maybe someday when they do release a. a a real souped up version, maybe then this OLED version will, yeah, just replace the standard switch and that'll go away because it, the, the features are, they don't feel, you know, I think that's why I have such a sort of negative outlook to it is just because I already have a switch. If I didn't have one, I think I would feel a lot more optimistic about, about this. And, and, and it's probably great for a lot more people. Like you were saying, if you're on the fence of buying a switch and you, you have $300 and 350 and you have some extra money to play around with the features, 
at that point, I feel like they're important enough. And because I'm a person who doesn't even, I don't know what an OLED screen looks like. I still have an iPhone 7, and uh, I, I don't think, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it has one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't have any. Well, I, I think I, I think I have the first generation Vita, but that's about it. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't even have one of those. I want one, but I don't. You know. Zeon, I really like and prefer your reasoning as to why Nintendo is calling it the Nintendo Switch OLED, like it's such a plain name. But my counter, my possible counterpoint to that, and just playing devil's advocate here, is that we're talking about the same company that has named games New Pokemon Snap and New Super Mario Brothers U and Wii U, just Wii U, period. So I also just don't trust Nintendo to come up with cool or or good names for things anymore. I just don't. You're absolutely right. That, that's 100% fair. I have no argument. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nintendo doesn't name things well at all. Like no. the, the Game Boy Advance SP, we love that thing. But that's a stupid name. <laughs> I'm just going to point that out. Like, Game Boy Advance SP means very little to me. Uh, DS Lite, I mean, one of my favorite designs Nintendo has ever produced. I mean, I get that it's lighter. But <laughs> was, was that where you were going? Do I mean, any of you remember when they released a pamphlet in stores to describe the differences between the Wii and the Wii U? Yes. Oh, I was yeah. at GameStop at the time, and our rep told us that we were supposed to put it on the kiosk and then one on the, uh, I think it was either on the cash wrapper and the Wii section. So that way, you know, if, if we had to quickly explain, because it got asked often enough, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. Wow. And, and years later, I, I like in person was one of those people who witnessed years later in a in a Target, I think, there were people still, years later, even with those pamphlets and Nintendo, they tried to improve their messaging. People were asking, what's the Wii U? And Target employees didn't know. They're, oh, it's it's a, it's oh, an add-on no. for the Wii. Like, they didn't know. Even years later, that's just how horrible I think, and that the name might be and the messaging a reason the they Wii wouldn't US. call it, like, the, the Switch successor or even the, the better Switch, the Super Switch, because... Is that an, you know? Does it message that it's a new system? We know it because of the Super Nintendo, but does it message it actually? I don't that's know. A, that's a good that's question, and I fair think point. I think the Switch benefits from the fact that it is like it, it almost markets itself to a degree. Like mm-hmm. most people, gaming or otherwise, know what a Nintendo Switch is now. They they hit on like the perfect uh, brand identity for it early on, and I think they could honestly just do what apple does like every year there's a new product like and i don't want to point to the phone because they've started numbering the phone but in the early days it was just like here's the new iphone we we threw an s on the back of it but uh (laughs) with the ipad pro like they don't you know every year there's a new ipad pro and that ipad pro is just called ipad pro like apple apple's like yeah whatever ipad pro it's it's the one that's out now (laughs) like i (laughs) I hope that Nintendo uh, drops this kind of weird... I I feel like they're almost afraid to phase out products because they don't want to leave a price point abandoned in the Switch lineup Mm -hmm. at this point. Like, they got the Lite at $199, they've got the regular at $299, and now they've got this one at $349. And I feel like they're reaching a point where if we get, like, a fourth Switch SKU that are that is active like we have four of different models active at the same time i do feel like you're going to run the risk of folks that are outside of gaming like parents Mm -hmm. walking into a store being like i want to get my kid a switch for their birthday or for christmas or whatever and the person at target being like well which one we have 19 you know (laughs) and and the parent will just be like well 
uh, I guess I'm going to buy nothing. Bye. Because <laughs> like, yeah, right. I, I definitely one, am that like, way well, with I other guess things. Yes, this is what he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, you're right. They, yeah. Maybe they'll walk out of the store and be like, I'm not sure I should go check with someone. You're, that, that's a great point. Yeah, it you, is. You, and, and I do think for that reason, I agree. With, and to go back to something you said earlier that I agree with, I do think that when the Switch Pro does eventually become a thing, and I do think it will, that they will phase out the original Switch model and just have the Switch OLED be the, the oh, yeah. main regular switch model i i think uh, the, we'll have switch light switch oled and switch pro i think if i if i had to guess if i were a betting man i would say that within the next two years i'll just say two years because we've been talking about the switch pro for like four years but <laughs> uh within the next two years we're gonna see a redesign to the switch light that will incorporate an oled display uh, we will get this current model that's coming out, that 349 switch, uh, become the standard bearer, like the base model switch. And then we'll have this updated, at this point, I would just call it a next-gen switch at a, at a higher price point. Like, I think that'll occupy the 349 to 399 space. And that'll, so you'll have, like, your light that's mainly for kids, but with the same kind of internals and stuff as whatever, you know, that we're, that we're used to, but... That way, Nintendo doesn't have two display technologies that they're producing. They just have one. Uh, we have the the standard model switch, which the OLED will probably take that over. And then we'll have some higher-end switch that's more expensive that, let's face it, folks like us will buy. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, right. yeah, once they do that version, that's that's when they got me. But Yeah, I think then. sticking to three models is probably a, a good strategy, like a like a... A low end, a baseline, and then like a high end. And I think that's what they're establishing now. And they'll cycle models through that kind of pipeline, as it were. I'm still hoping someday we just get one that looks like the light, but docks. But we're, we're not there yet, N- Nintendo. Someday, please. I, I really someday. like how the light looks. Maybe someday just... we'll get that, and then and then they'll take the old version and they'll reduce it by $50 or something. Because, I mean, that's a very Nintendo move, too. Sure. Oh, yeah. uh, and right now, right. they don't even have a, a skew that's... I love that you use the word skew, by the way. Now I'm going like, to remember that that's, that's, that's a good word to use for a console. <laughs> and, uh, Retail, but, baby. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. I should be better. I, I grew up in retail, so I should be better than that. Or I should know to use that, but you know they had, for the longest time they had the uh, the 2DS, and that was seventy nine ninety nine, maybe eighty nine in the U.S. And now Nintendo's cheapest SKU is two hundred dollars. Uh, sometimes it goes on sale, I guess, but that's all retailer specific, and you know, so I could see them trying to cut something to uh, to get. Uh, yeah. to a cheaper skew but but that's really that's that's going out there that's not even yeah. talking about the oled anymore yeah. exactly Re- remember think... when nintendo promised us that the 3ds and 2ds would continue to be its own uh you know separate pillar from the I mean, switch I and mean, they were like oh they're they, totally not that. retiring it they've Man. done that multiple times remember when they said the game boy line would continue on despite the yeah. ds it's like oh this thing that like we'll continue this old thing if this thing fails but usually that thing does not fail in the case of the ds and the switch so we didn't have to worry right. about that yeah. But, uh, well, let's go ahead and uh, move on to our next story. Uh, we but have a couple of super that, chats, actually, Derek. Okay, you got yeah, it. Cool. Before that, uh, Jaden Buck with a $5 donation saying, maybe I'll get the Switch as a backup in case I get lasagna on my primary Switch. That is an I edge case, lasagna. I hope. I mean, <laughs> all right. That is yeah. a very specific You uh, live in with Garfield? <laughs> yeah. Although, one can never eat enough lasagna, so that's a completely fair concern. I haven't had lasagna in a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> That sounds like hungry. a real problem for all yeah, of us. Yeah. 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 I'm hungry now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Black Ninja with a two dollar donation says uh, Nintendo feeds on people like Steve and uh, Wood from beat 'em ups. Yep, sure yeah. does, wow. and they will continue 100%. to eat from my wallet for the rest of time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tyler Hardy with a dollar ninety nine donation says my dad works on Nintendo Switch Pro, Pro is coming on. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Looks like the ninjas nice. got him. Well, there it is. Confirmation yep. right there. His dad works at Nintendo Switch Pro is coming. The new first. playground rumor is just chat. <laughs> chat yeah, rumor. Yeah, exactly. My chat told me this, so I automatically believe him. So there, that's all right. we need. Uh, Thomas nerds out five with a five dollar donation, saying, "Digging the new thumbnail, I laughed at the ones that believed the rumors about Switch Pro when the Switch OLED was announced. The salty tears were tasty. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's why it's why the term hype responsibly has come out. Right. <laughs> so, and thank you for letting us know, by the way, about the thumbnail. We yeah, we were definitely it. going back and forth about it today and trying to figure out something new. So we we welcome all feedback, and it seems like it's pretty popular. So thank you yeah. for that." And uh, yep. really quick, I just want to give Alanad a quick uh, shout out in our live audience patron chat. It's the first time they've been with us in the live audience for quite a while. We haven't seen their name around in a little bit. So we're just glad to have you back and glad to see you here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then uh, finally, Mickey Sa- Saito once again with the uh, 125 um, Philippine pesos. Phil- Phil- I knew the pesos. I, felt like I-, I was <laughs> messing up the country. Uh, thank you so much. Saying, do you think the OLED switch will be successful in Japan? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it is oh, like, I mean, with how yeah. handheld gaming focused Japan is, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's one the of those stories. things. Mm, oh, go ahead. See ya. No, yeah, you. I just remember hearing the stories about you know the Dragon Quest series and Monster Hunter, how popular it was on uh, not the DS for Monster Hunter, but like PSP and and things like that. I, I obviously I I don't know how much they uh, their systems sell over there or how they sell, but from the outside looking in, it feels like. Uh, their area is is very handheld focused in comparison to a lot of us. But oh yeah, I remember reading about Street Pass statistics for Japan versus the U.S. and I was like, oh, they always so have their DSs bad. with them. <laughs> they never Bringing leave the house without Street them. Street Pass Nintendo, I miss it so much. God, I love Street Pass. Yeah, yeah Street Pass was utterly fantastic. One one thing I wanted to point out, awesome. just because this is like the most obscure nerdy thing about the Switch OLED model. Before we move on. I love the fact that the dock now has, like, a, a half-circle cutout for the cables so that you oh. can, like, they pull from the side of, of the damn dock. And I don't know who designed it that way, but thank you, Nintendo, for, for just making a little cutout so the cables can actually escape through the bottom of the dock. It's a it's a dumb little thing, but I'm trying to cable manage all this back here, and the Switch is, like, <laughs> the bane of my existence. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's move on from Nintendo to Sony for our next story. And Sony has announced a new State of Play coming out tomorrow, Thursday, July 8th. And it has been said that it's going to focus on eight minutes of Deathloop, some indies, and some third-party games. However, there will be no Horizon, no God of War, and no VR. So, uh, yeah, Deathloop. All right. Woo. <laughs> I I feel like uh, this is Sony just bad. telling you like, hey, you don't have to come if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because like, of course, you know, we're going to react to this and, and I want to be hype and I don't I don't want to just be hyped for the, for the states of play that only include like Horizon. That's not fair. It's not, you know, I, I, I want to give all games their fair due. But every time they've shown Deathloop so far, I just kind of zone out. I just don't maybe care, we'll finally learn what the hell it is. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe we need to find out more about it, I guess. But I just, 
don't care about it, but I also want to pay respect to the incredibly hard work that goes into games, even ones I don't care about. So I feel bad that I don't care or I'm not hyped for this, but I'm just not. Does it feel like yeah. we've been shown too much? Because I haven't really paid a lot of attention to that game, probably also because it's not coming to a Nintendo platform. But I, I feel like we've seen it a lot. Is that true? It does kind of. It feel shows that way up too. about just just about every one of these state of plays or like here's it comes, and I think that's it's had the effect of not re- kind of anti-hyping people, at least at least the people I've seen around our chat and us and all that. Nobody really seems to be getting too into it. I think it's because they just haven't revealed what the heck it is. It's yeah. something about hunting down these like assassins, hunting other people to take out a person and a dying aspect. But then they always throw something in there where somebody else is hunting you, the player, as you're going through another thing and it just ends up ends up confusing so maybe this nine minutes nine minute look at death loop out of the 30 minute uh, state of play will finally give us an idea of what the heck this game is yeah uh looking right. looking from brandon bovia in our youtube live audience chat he's uh he his thoughts kind of echo mine in that it's a cool looking concept the first time you see it but then they've kind of showed trailer after trailer after trailer, and all the trailers are very samey. Like, they, they don't reveal new information. They don't teach you more about the gameplay loop of Deathloop. But, uh, and so it's kind of overstated its welcome already. I don't know enough about this game. I will say, though, eight minutes of gameplay means... I mean, if we come out of eight minutes of gameplay and still don't know what the hell this game is, <laughs> then then you've got a bigger problem than, than yeah. showing us too many trailers. But... um. I, I feel like uh, we, we've we seen too much of it at this point, but at the same time, I'm hoping this will answer my questions. Because my initial take when we saw the very first Deathloop trailer was, oh man, this looks like it could be, it could be cool. Like, you're, you're kind of, you know, there's an antagonist, which seems like maybe they're player controlled, and they're trying to stop you from, from reaching your goal. But maybe it's an AI. We don't really know. They haven't explained that part. Um, but it's got like a '70s vibe to it. It looks like an old like '70s action flick, which I could get behind if the game is if the gameplay is interesting. But we haven't seen real gameplay yet, so I'll be interested to look at it. But the fact that it's kind of the anchor for this state of play tells me that this is not going to be one of their better shows. Uh, you know, I, I give me Final Fantasy 16. Give me any of the things you already said you're not showing. <laughs> those those like, would be more exciting for me at this point. And that that's something else that should be mentioned. Like even though it's 10 minutes of death death loop, that's still 20 minutes of indies and third party games. And right. I mean, Final Fantasy 16 is a third party game. Uh, we could see more I of Tina. Really hope. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of good potential there. Like death loop is kind of a sour <laughs> thing, and I think that's probably why they mentioned that it's nine minutes of that but that's still 20 minutes of other stuff that could be potentially good we we don't know i i will put one prediction out into the universe that i'm hoping for from this and and it's going to be the dorkiest thing because it's me so of course it's going to be uh please so try it as in oh sorry give me information on how to upgrade the storage in my playstation 5 it is summer now you said you would do it in summer I'm right. out of space. I've been out of space since November. I I need. They have until September, more... so. <laughs> right. Don't I tell feel like me they that. Probably won't do that, just because these states of play seem to be mostly or all focused on games. But you never know. It is possible, and, so, and I really after FF16 was a big fat no show. It squares horrifically bad E3. 
uh, presentation. That's the the third party title. I really hope we get to see a little bit of here during this state of play. I I will say I have reason to believe this, and that's because oh okay, end users have been beta testing a new firmware for the PS5 for a couple of weeks now, mm. and it is the right. it's being dubbed the PS5 Summer Update. So I'm hopeful. I mean, like, if you're already beta testing an OS, then you could announce that you're releasing it soon. And they have to give people... The reason I think it'll happen at a state of play is because the type of drive the PlayStation 5 uses is stupid expensive. And they already said, like, you have to get one that's off of their approved list or else it just won't work. So you're talking about, like, I'm pretty technologically savvy. I think I would be okay. But I think you are definitely going to have to, like, get on your loudest you know, loudspeaker and tell people about like how, where you go to buy one of these drives and how you install it and all that other stuff. And they did, they did previously in like in the final PS5 pre-release state of play, I think they did show you where to put the drive and how to install it. And then they said, Oh, we'll be publishing a list soon. And then they're like, by soon, we mean like eight months from now. (laughs) But (laughs) Right. Um, as, as State of You Play Narukami points out rightly in our live audience patron chat uh, in their PlayStation blog post, Sony does point out, though, that updates on the big games like God of War and Horizon Forbidden West are coming later this summer. So they, you know, they, they, they are, haven't forgotten we are going to eat later on uh, for those of us who are looking forward to those games. But, you know, I may not be into Deathloop, but I'm always looking forward to, to seeing more indie and third-party titles. So we'll see what happens, and we'll be reacting to it. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll be there tomorrow. after that nine minutes of Deathloop, we'll just know what the hell it is. State of Plays <laughs> have also been getting consistently better. Uh, they started out yeah. pretty bland, and I feel like they have been slowly but surely, like, cribbing stuff from Nintendo Directs, <laughs> like, in, in to the point where they're... It, it, it's almost like a blue Nintendo Direct at this point. Like from at, a at, at first, I thought it was really, really close, and I don't know if I watched the last one, but I, I, I thought that they were starting to kind of create their own identity for it. But you, do you feel the you feel the opposite, Steve? I, I feel like it is honestly very, very Nintendo Direct like because they have the the thing that it strikes me the most is the transitions from game to game. They definitely do the whole Nintendo, like here's a blue window with a white background with some information. And then we're going to do the wipe and then we're going to show the game. And I'm like that. I mean, you guys just changed the name on the homework on that one. Like, that I mean, is... it's hard to mess with that solid. It, it presentation. is. I mean, you know, it, right. it's yeah. very difficult to fault them for copying. What is clearly a winning formula. Um, totally. But I do wonder if now that Nintendo is back to general directs, if they're going to try to, like, shift the presentation uh, a little more, like, off-center from Nintendo. Just because in the absence of directs, it wasn't as as egregious. But now it's like, well, Nintendo's been doing this for a decade before you started them. And it's very clear that you have taken some notes. So uh, I'm hopeful, but honestly... If they could get, like, half the hype of a Direct, especially the last one, into a state of play, I would be over the moon about it. I'm I'm, yeah, not super optimistic about tomorrow, though. I'm... One thing that would send my hype really high, though, is, is what Corin State of Flakes here is saying in live audience patron chat. Another Kena trailer. I, Kena is like oh, the I don't know. game that I am it's coming out more August, excited so. for than anything on PS5. Uh, I'm more excited than any other indie game. Like, oh man, I want to play, or I want to see more of Kena, let alone play it. And maybe we'll get another trailer. I am Hopefully. worried about Kena. Um, oh, don't really? say that. Why? I was talking with a group of friends, and I, I won't 
name names, but uh, one of my friends has played Kina and has had significant hands-on time with it and said that it's one of those games that looks great, but the gameplay isn't really there. So... I mean, it's not that surprising considering that the thing they did were known for before was a Majora's Mask, you know, movie type thing. Yep. So they had the animation there. They just need to learn the gameplay. And that's the thing. I am one of those weird people that I can forgive a game if it tells a good story. If Kino has a good story, yeah, maybe the gameplay will be eh, but I still mm. feel like I'd be into it. Well, and and, and same, and, and also it's important to note that quality gameplay or, or impressive gameplay means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. I've, I've said before, I don't need a game to innovate. Like, if Kina plays it safe in the gameplay department and it just plays, like, a bunch of other games I've played before, but it does it well, I'm okay with that. But if the gameplay is fundamentally not fun and broken, that's a different thing. And I wonder, Steve, what your friend is, is more talking about. Yeah, the impression I, I, I got in our short conversation about Kino was that it was similar to like a Balan Wonder World type of situation where it was like, uh, I mean, not not in terms of just like being over the top corny and bad level design, but in terms of more in terms of like the physics and like the feeling of of movement and jumping and stuff like that, that it all that it all felt pretty bad. And and I'm hopeful, you know, but I don't know where this build was played or how it was played. I just know that the impression was that it was a beautiful game that played fairly poorly and that that is super disappointing to me because kina is top of my list in terms of games i want to personally check out so right i mean i would i would love to be wrong on this one but i mean it does kind of make sense when you think about the background of the developers you know this is their first game so first game and and that could mean uh, that it that you know some of those growing pains are going to be apparent in in the final product, but I mean right. I've also played games going in knowing they were bad and still had a good time. So I mean don't yeah. don't and let my don't, yeah. yeah I've not touched Listen. it I've not played it I've not seen it being played mm-hmm. so I could right. well, like, you don't preemptively take the wind out of their efforts. I mean we yeah. again as you said Steve we don't know what that build was dated as we don't know when or where it was played so we don't want to like you know, quell any, any potential. Yeah. Because we won't have, we've never mm-hmm. haven't seen the final build, uh, you know, so uh, we don't want to take the wind out of anyone's sails in terms of the development. I'm just, I'm just trying to remind oh. folks to come in with grounded expectations. <laughs> if it's a developer's well, first time out, it probably won't play like Zelda. <laughs> that's well, what were you going to say. You look right. like you're about to say something. Zeon. What was that? Oh, I, I was going to say, uh, well, I was going to say like four things and then I just like, you know, you know, you know what brains do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, where uh, where was I going with this? I guess. Yeah. So it, you're, you're absolutely right. It's their first game. So, you know, expectations should be a little grounded. But it does feel like a lot of people were sort of hyping this up as, you know, the Zelda of PlayStation or, or Breath of the Wild or uh, or even just this, you know, this epic adventure. And uh, I think if if some of us try to yeah temper those expectations maybe it'll be fine because uh, for me it is it is i still don't own a playstation 5 and it's one of the games on my list that when it launches and if it's if it's a solid title it might cause me to finally go pick one up because uh, i am very uh impressed with the uh, the animation and even i think the the person who did the soundtrack for those the majora's mask video is is doing the, the soundtrack for this game as well and so it has like a, a great team behind it it's just Hopefully the gameplay is fine. At the end of the day, if not, then we'll have hopefully a great soundtrack and a good story that we can watch on YouTube. And um, but but hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's all yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. 
And, and to, just what? as a reminder, it's it's a budget title. I think it's what thirty bucks or that sounds yeah, right. It's thirty or forty. So. Yeah. It, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a pretty short game as well. And they haven't said that, but it just it has the feeling of like a four or five hour game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, before we move on, we got another donation from Bongo Lover with a two Canadian dollar donation saying, I feel like Balan could have done well as a show. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. It would have done I far better so. as a show. Yeah. And it, just based on those, on the FMVs in the game alone, those FMVs were gorgeous. Like, <laughs> the production on. values on those were so... <laughs> I love your optimism. <laughs> well, no, 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 I'm not. I'm just saying that I, I did think those FMVs were really nice compared yeah, to the, the rest FMVs of the game. are really well I mean, done in Yeah. For, first off. I, yeah comparatively is a really low bar to clear i mean like no disrespect to yuji naka or his team but that game was real bad like i have played the universe the game the the gameplay is not great we're just talking about the yeah oh yeah no but when i when i think of the full motion videos in that game i think of the farmer dance and i'm like that was full motion video and i was very confused But then there were the, right. the like the, the cinematics that were designed by I think those were designed by Square in house, right? Uh, yeah, then, I was actually yeah, talking more about the intro. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say because those those were also full motion video, and I was like, mm-hmm. like I didn't understand what what the impetus for them dancing was or the result. Right. Like I don't know what happened. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, it, the, none the of whole us do. Story, I, yeah, I don't it was think, communicated right? so badly. But yeah, I did like the intros at least. I thought they were like, well produced. You know, Zeon, you say none of us do, but we do know oh, that story? at least Yuji Naka knows what is going on in those videos. And I, I really <laughs> wish I could have been a fly on the wall when they were storyboarding this game because they're like, look, he's going to go through the farm level. He's going to get some power up. Some of them will do good things. Most of them won't. They'll fight, I think. And then at the end, dance, corn, children, farm things. <laughs> like they had to somebody had to draw this out as an idea and i refuse to believe hard drugs were not involved it's like they tried to make it like a stage play right but then it just got so weird and i don't want to say detached from that idea but it just it felt like they lost whatever the original pitch was it's I, like a stage play crossed with a fever dream or something yeah, it's the weirdest yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. although jet jet set here in, in live audience chat with the the galaxy brain take here and I would watch this in a second. Balan played by Tommy Wiseau. Fuck yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> I, would, I, I would watch right. the hell. Right. You, oh, you Naka, you're tearing me apart. Right? I would be so down for that. <laughs> I'm done with this world. This yeah. wonder world. This yeah. wonder world. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm All sorry. right. Well, let's go ahead and actually move on to the next story, which let's get a, let's get a little cozy. So, uh, Bloomberg actually got the chance to uh, view a secret Nintendo cafe located in Tokyo that is loaded with classic memorabilia. It's known as 84 and is run by a former Nintendo employee, and it is filled, filled with awesome memorabilia to the point that somebody offered this this person uh, $100,000 for one of the items in the cafe and he refused because it's for the whole it's wow. it's for the aesthetics. The, it's a game to actually try to find this place, locate this cafe and uh you know, actually experience it. And they've, you know, they've it, it's 
like watch the video it is fascinating this place looks amazing and i'm so sad that i probably will never find it <laughs> i'll find I it i want to go so oh me too me too this, this is, is the first yeah. thing on my itinerary when i get to go back to japan again i am going back to japan i say back but i've never been i'm going to japan for the first time next year and this is now top of the list i i feel like this has to be if i make only one video while i'm in japan it is this is the video like the hunt for and a tour of 84 well, that's the thing is that they they opened it up to the public, and you're more so than before, and you're allowed to go. But they the big stipulation is you cannot reveal where it is. Right. I mean, right. that makes the video better. No, no joke. This is like a YouTuber's yeah. dream. Like, right? are you kidding me? This has a million views written all over it. I'm 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 not True. even being cynical about this. I like, feel so bad though. Like, kill the magic. I don't know. Feel, I, I really you, hope people will play nice, right? I mean, most people probably won't. Some Someone will spill the beans. But I think yeah. I was reading this, too. He did say that he's considering moving to a different location because the business isn't profitable at the moment. And he wants to maybe move to somewhere that uh, has cheaper rent or just in a different district. And But then he said he would restart the game, right? Like it would be a brand new location and mm. uh, everybody would have to find it all over again. And that sounds like a pain to move everything, but that could yeah. keep it interesting. I, I will find this place, whether it's where it is now in Shibuya or he's moved it by the time I get to go back there, hopefully <laughs> next year. I will find this place. I, I've been to several video game themed cafes in Japan, and it's such a great experience. I've been to the Capcom one. I did miss the Kirby one, unfortunately. I've been to a couple of Square Enix ones, and but I want to go to this one so much. And it, oh, this looks so cool. I'm watching the video right now, and it just looks awesome. Did I read right too that this guy used to work for Nintendo, and that's kind of how some of this yeah. started? Yes, yes, yep. that actually is where the, where they gets where he gets named because he started in 1984, so that's cool. why it's called 84. I am uh, absolutely he... finding my way to this. Like this, I I feel like this has a collaboration written all over it. Let's just go to Japan, everybody, everybody to Japan. Obviously, <laughs> for in. work. Can we just do a big Nintendo Good. Life Good Vibes Gaming Nintendo mm-hmm. uh, Japan trip? Yes, hell yeah, mm-hmm. yes, Let's we can cool. do it. Oh, yeah. man, that name even means more. Well, it's pronounced Hashi because that's just 84. But it's also the combination of uh, uh, the fact that it's the year he joined the uh, Nintendo and also a reference to the final stage of Super Mario Brothers. And also his name is that. Hashimoto. Oh, that's right. Well, right, I, that, right. That's a just good name. <laughs> really good wordplay. Yeah. Um, so alex is totally cool with footing the bill for this trip right we can assume that that alex is gonna fit, fit <laughs> well i think we might have to talk to demo and ant about it and and daz at the end of the day but uh okay. but i mean if alex wants to i that uh-huh. i'm not complaining <laughs> all right cool i cool. feel i feel like this is obviously what we're what has to happen but yeah this this yeah. looks so cool like this to me now has become something that i want to do more than super nintendo world I want to find the secret Nintendo cafe. <laughs> they also mentioned that Miyamoto visits this cafe. How dope would it be if you just ran into Miyamoto at a random cafe in Japan? Right. So basically, Steve's going to be camping out outside and just watching for Miyamoto to come in and casually saunter in. Whoa, Miyamoto-san, didn't expect to see you here. I, I already had that experience once in my life when I was working for Nintendo Life. Damien right, right. was super jealous. Like I was I was nice. in our uh I don't I don't know if they still have this, but Nintendo Life had a Slack server at the time where where staff would congregate and, and talk about things similar to our Discord server. Um and I was 
kind of like sending them updates from E3 throughout my trip there. And I was like, guys, I just ran into Miyamoto in a hallway and took a picture with him. <laughs> like, I was just walking by. And then, like, hours later, I'm like, guys, I just ran into A.G. Aonuma in a hallway and took a picture with him. I was having the best day of my life. But oh, that's uh, the, awesome. the, the, I mean, obviously, you all know about that. But that's the... When people come out here and like hate on E3, you know, memories like that will just never, never be able to shroud it in darkness forever. You know, like it's mm-hmm. so many, so many good things come from that. I, I met Aonuma last year as well, and uh, and that that was probably I've never met Miyamoto, but that was like it's just such like a defining moment in my brain now, even though I barely remember it because it happened so fast, and my my face looks like someone just punched me or I I got stabbed in the arm because my oh, I, I I don't know what's going on with my face. It's a lot, but E three is just so good. Oh yeah, good, good I, for things like that. <laughs> my my pictures with Aonuma Miyamoto are now like entirely unrecognizable because i have like no facial hair i feel like i'm somehow a foot shorter in the <laughs> Who photo is that guy? i'm smiling like a bullfrog i'm like in the pictures for some reason because <laughs> I'm, I'm too happy that it actually happened i'm like i can't fix my face it's just doing this well we could photoshop your new face onto your old body and it would still there it would go. it's still you there we go it's i'll be like fine. look at this look at this rugged yeah. 50 pound heavier <laughs> handsome man <laughs> um it, it, I was reading the, more of the article that uh, Bloomberg has here. It's apparently that he serves draft beer and homestyle cooking from onigiri and sautéed burdock to the occasional half bowl of Kyoto ramen, and um, it basically became a hideout for a lot of creators that where they used it to play board games, develop product proposals, or even share common concerns with employees at rival companies. So it's just like it really is just like going to a place to unwind and just you know. Man, about that makes bosses. me feel like I shouldn't find it, but I'm gonna find it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> hanging out in your friend's it basement will... or like something yeah. like that. Pretty much, he uh, he opened the spot just for friends because they would be more forgiving if he made mistakes about the, the cafe. Like the guy, nice. The guy's cool. a good uh, interview. So yeah. I, I wonder then if he's just finally like gained enough confidence to finally open it up to the public, or what the exact reason is that he's decided that now is now is the time. It's not. I mean it. It's not a hideout anymore. Now it's a real cafe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder as well. But I mean, honestly, I, I it probably has a lot to do it. with... He said He said it wasn't profitable, right? I mean, right. you got to make it work. It's only, <laughs> Your buddies can only come if it's still open. So. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a nice feel-good story. And just, just seeing that video just makes me happy. But uh, before we move on to our final story of the day, uh, we got a $5 donation from Jaden Buck. Says, hey Steve, thoughts on rotisserie chicken? Because I'm eating some right now. I mean, Ooh. chicken chicken is objectively at its best form when it's fried. Uh, however, <laughs> rotisserie chicken is good. I mean, it's still chicken at the end of the day. So I will I will tell you this: my favorite use for a rotisserie chicken is making enchiladas because it's way easier to do that than to actually like prepare the chicken the right way. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> hey, it's chicken. It's good. As long as you as long as you like it, that's what matters. Yep. Exactly. And then Black Ninja with a two dollar donation saying uh hashtag fried chicken Friday. So apparently uh, they're on the same wave wavelength. <laughs> apparently Every Friday. I, fried I will Friday. say National Fried Chicken Day was yesterday, Tuesday, July sixth. Oh. For me it was just another Tuesday. I mean I eat chicken every day, so you know. Was that <laughs> but, also like you have the one strap going up the oh, side? Oh, I know exactly what tra- Andre the Giant wore. Yes. Do I Apparently. dare Google this? Or no. Do, do you think that's dangerous? <laughs> you, all you, have to, you, all you would have to do is look up browser. Andre the Giant's wrestling uniform, and there you go. 
You're yeah, right. I would I probably say he's the only one that wore it without it being really terrifying to look at. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, oh man. <laughs> sure. All right. Joe in in our YouTube chat saying chicken is overrated. I don't think I've ever seen anybody say that. I don't. I don't yeah, even. That's quite the take. Lost Joe. a little I mean, faith hey, in humanity enough. just now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, you know what? It, well, it, it takes all kinds, right? But man, I don't. I can't agree with that. Chicken's pretty delicious. Maybe he's a vegetarian or a vegan. Maybe could be that. Well, then, but then you could just say meat is overrated, right? Just True. meat in general, right? Yeah, True. There you go. Well, let's lose a little bit of more faith in humanity with our last story. All right. Gotta love that. Yep. This so, is, oh man. a new report has come out oh, yeah. that Assassin's Creed going forward is looking to be a live service game. Uh, Ubisoft, uh, Montreal, and Quebec have teamed up for ins- uh, for Assassin's Creed Infinity. And this comes from Jason Stryer. Um, and it's planned to have multiple settings. Uh, but... He also mentions that after the reorganization, there are still several men accused of abuse from earlier that are still there. So, And in positions of authority as well, not just still there, but right. also in charge of other folks, I guess, in charge of projects, which mm-hmm. are, are any I, of us really surprised they, that Ubisoft didn't come through on this? Yeah, I mean, they spoke to a, a, a spokeswoman. They said they had the case rigorously reviewed by a third party and were either exonerated or underwent appropriate disciplinary actions. I don't know what that means. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you oh. deem an appropriate disciplinary action for being right. a sex pest at work? Like, I, I thought the appropriate I mean, disciplinary action was getting fired. I, but... I saw a story where these uh, people like got uh, bulldozed some rare en- endangered trees, and they were fined eighteen thousand dollars. They're already rich. They don't eighteen thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket. So, what's appropriate? Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's really tough to make a call on this. I, I'll talk about the easy part first. Assassin's <laughs> yeah. Creed going to a live service model. <laughs> why like yeah yeah destiny is not a bad game but as things go more and more to live service models i'm like why did destiny have to exist why why did this happen i'm sure it would have happened progress is inevitable we are on this death march towards everything being a live service game that we subscribe to and gets updated and we have to follow the community manager on social media to find out when new stuff's coming out we have to buy Mountain Dew and Doritos and Five Gum to make sure we get all the DLC for everything. <laughs> We're in the worst timeline, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, this is just... I don't even... You know, I don't play Assassin's Creed myself. This doesn't affect me personally as, as a player or fan of the series, but just what it means in an overall sense is just depressing to me. I, I don't like the idea of major series becoming live service type de- deals. I just... You know, this could eventually happen to other series. Who knows? It's just the the general trend and shift into live service bothers me. Uh, this is definitely me having my old man yelling at the sky moment, or maybe we all are. But it's just, yeah, this just kind of leaves a bad well, taste in my mouth. The, the thing that bugs me is, one, uh, this is horrible for preservation, because when they wind down the yeah. servers for these games, you'll never play them again. And I have every Assassin's Creed, every single one. And Steve, this I can... game is gonna. Did you read the title? It's gonna be forever. Well, yeah, obviously, it's Assassin's Creed Infinity. It's never gonna go away. It'll it'll probably go over about as well as Dunder Mifflin Infinity. That's an Office reference for those of you that are too young <laughs> to realize it. But um, I I I don't want this. I, I I'm a huge fan of the series, and I am 
put off by this in a major way. I, I feel like it's going to... I like to play these games at my own pace. Assassin's Creed is one of those series where I used to like grind every year to beat every game so I'd be ready for the next one. And over the years, I've kind of slowed down and I've just realized that I'd rather just take my time with them. Uh, and I just... I don't know. Like now I feel like I'm going to have to go back to rushing them if I want to experience all the content in in a live, you know, who knows who knows what's going to happen, what they're going to patch out, what they're going to remove over time and then I'm going to be left with, you know, half the story or a third of the story. I I really enjoy I think self-contained AAA games can definitely exist. Rockstar proves it. You know, they don't have to come out every year either. You can still be profitable and release a game like every so often. Um, and I wish Assassin's Creed, I think, I feel like Ubisoft took the wrong lessons from why Assassin's Creed wasn't working. And now we're, we're getting, you know, I mean, we're going to get Ubisoft's take on the Avengers, essentially. It's going to be a live service game (laughs) that probably will have some really weird non-Assassin's Creed-like things shoehorned onto it. And at the end of the day, it'll probably be something that's worse for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that take. Yeah, I mean, Square himself says that details on it are still in flux and it won't be out until 2024 or later. Uh, but he says wow. it may be some sort of hub that allows people to play multiple Assassin's Creed games, both big and small. Or he says Ubisoft may say screw it and give up the chase and uh, give up the chase the next trend three years from now. So it is still very much uh, in in flux and um, seeing how it all can go. But I didn't realize. Uh, Destiny and Division were just that popular that these live service games are such a thing, but it's never held my interest at all. It's just not, it's just not yet personally for me. Um, I, I get why some people you know, really enjoy them, but it's just, yeah, that's not how I prefer to kind of interface with and consume gaming content. But, and, and it, it was the live service element that in my opinion, and I think Steve would probably agree with this, tanked avengers is potential i think that, yeah as i've said there is a good game inside avengers but the live service aspect of it just completely smothered it yeah yep. i would agree with that i feel like avengers could have been something far better than what it turned out to be if only right they they hadn't tried to chase that live service model because i think the core gameplay right. was pretty good uh they just bolted way too much onto it at the end of the day yeah mm-hmm. exactly and and yeah. guardians of the galaxy may end up being the you know what could have been in terms of what Avengers could have been. They're focusing on single player. They're not making it a live service game. So we'll see how that shakes out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Have you, have you played much uh, Assassin's Creed or I played, <laughs> I played one and two? I loved. I loved two, and then I played some. Good. I beat Brotherhood, I think, and then I did some of three. And just I think them releasing a, a game every year sort of burned me out. Mm-hmm. And then this Same. this doesn't make me want to play the series any more you know this this sounds awful (laughs) but but it does sort of fall in line because didn't ubisoft recently say uh, maybe it was a different company but i thought they they came out and said that they were going to be shifting a lot of their triple a's into uh into not maybe not potentially live service solely but i thought they said something about like just dipping their toes into that a little bit further uh i I should go look that up and find out where it was now but uh but Mm -hmm. if so this would kind of fall in line with that and uh i don't know i don't I don't like to see it. I, a for preservation, uh, absolutely, because you know we we go back and I, I've heard that there's ways to play the Satellaview games from the Super Super Famicom days, but you know it's not easy. And as 
as the years progress, you know, uh, if people want to go back and play Destiny or, you know, Destiny 2 or, yeah, the, the Division or even this Assassin's Creed game, it's not going to be as easy as just going to a pre-owned store and picking it up off the shelf and popping it in your system or or even digitally downloading it on a, a, an online storefront. So uh, it, it does kind of... I, I, I feel very much how you guys do about just feeling like the old man yelling at the sky and, like, wishing that this, <laughs> this wasn't happening. It's like this happens more and more. Yeah. 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 As long as Zelda doesn't go down this route, I think I'm fine. But... <laughs> yeah, if Nintendo right. starts oh, doing this, God. that's it. Yeah. I'm out of gaming. We have us, but two, it's like, that damn, would be the most depressing thing that's a live true. service Zelda. Oh, God. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. let's go ahead and end this things off. But before that, we did get a few more um, Super Chats. First up from Zaire Miller with a $4.99 donation saying, uh, finally finished Chainsaw Man. And it's probably one of my favorite manga I've read. Really excited for the anime. Hopefully the anime staff is treated well. We can only hope for that. And uh, yeah, uh, that's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, I've need and thank you so much. Manga. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, and then Black Ninja with a $5 donation saying, Hey all, have you heard No More Heroes 3 is getting a limited edition with a vinyl by Picks and Love. Only 500 pre-orders live tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. Figured Steve would want. Steve, what'd you want? Yeah. I, I took a look at this, and yes, I do want. It's uh, <laughs> it's signed by Suda51, which automatically makes it super cool in my book. Um, I, I really like what they've included in that collector's edition, and I will say I did take a look at... Uh, yeah, and Skull Kid Tiger did tag me on this, so I, I saw it earlier today. Um, I took a look at eShop screenshots and, and some videos Marvelous has posted uh, since E3 for No More Heroes 3 and I do have to say it's looking far better than it did at that Treehouse segment because they used an old demo it seems yeah <laughs> I, I, I knew something had to be up like it seemed far too unpolished for a game that Nintendo was kind of somewhat backing uh, and, and for Bill Trinan to come out after on his personal Twitter and be like yeah we used an old demo like that that to me, I don't think he, Bill is very careful with his words, and I don't think he would say that if it were not accurate. So for him to come out and say, like, yeah, we used an old demo was kind of implying, like, yeah, we know it's rough. We know it looked bad, but it's not what the game's going to look like. So reading between the lines was was helpful there. But I'm glad to see, like, if you look at the Japanese and U.S. shops now, the screenshots uh, that are officially available are way better than what we saw in that treehouse. Oh, segment, that's good so. to know. That's, That's good. definitely good to know. Cool. This is still a Switch exclusive too, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. But with that, I think we've covered all the major headlines from today's news. But before we sign off, Zeon, pretty sure everybody knows where you can find you at. But why don't you go ahead and remind us just to say. Sure. Uh, so I, I, I can't remember. I, I kind of blanked out when you guys uh, first introduced me, so I don't even remember. But yeah, so I do. My name is Zeon. I do videos for Nintendo Life along with Alex and John. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, which is where I post most often these days, just at Zeon Dude. I also have a YouTube channel with like a couple like really old things, and I, I would love to post more stuff there. Like sometimes I like to get a little artsy and weird and. I'll put up something there. Uh, I'm also in a band called Constance, and we have a show to announce soon, too, that we're, uh, we're playing in Wisconsin at uh, the end of this month. And so, you know, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect anyone to fly out for that. <laughs> but you, if you're in Wisconsin, feel free to look forward to it. It's an outdoor show. And, uh, yeah, that's awesome. that's about enough from me, I think. <laughs> awesome. Well, it was a true you pleasure so finally having you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. Thank, thank, you on. Yeah, thanks Love for inviting me. 
yeah, me too. This was this was so chill. I uh, I don't know if anyone noticed, but I've been drinking out of two waters this entire time <laughs> uh, because I uh, I've been filling this you. one with water, and nice. uh, occasionally I would like, oop, I don't want to show that one. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said that, but this has been a ton of fun, basically, for me too. I'm glad. Thank I'm glad. you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, thank you so much. And we'll get uh, you just back for our viewers. Here. Uh, I, I would like to just tease one of our upcoming guests next week, a week from today. We're going to have one of my best buds in the industry on Matt Papa from Inti Creates. So Ooh, look forward nice. to that. I love that guy. Cool. He's going to come on and talk about the news with us and talk, I'm sure, about Blaster Master Zero Three since that's coming out soon. So look forward to that. Uh, Zion, it's been such a pleasure again. We'd love to have you back anytime, man. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank yeah, you so absolutely. much. <laughs> All right, before we sign off uh, fully, we would do want to have to give a special thanks to all of our patrons, big and small. It's a you know, your support really uh, means the world to us. We really appreciate it and uh, help uh, helps us keep the lights on. Uh, but of course, we've got to give a special thanks to all of our patrons at the producer tier, as this show just would not be possible without all of you. And finally, a massive, massive thank you to all our executive producers and above, and that includes. Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Itiono Ben, Dan Inch Whistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, High Will Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Echo Carroll, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, 112, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Emerald, Azran127, Kenrulay09, Pagrama, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Reckon, Charlie Bird, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shumix, uh, Andrew Medeiros, RMM, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzy Wakoid, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Deneth, Coda, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, uh, Justin Matthews, Hooby, Wolf X Blake, Moon Macarons, Mega Conrad, Ascaron eight zero nine, Kane, Captain Finlandia, sixty minutes and sixty seconds, Christopher Masterson, uh, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Bowling. Hi, Mom. Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Project, uh, Cystic Warrior29, Derek, Jeff Ed, Ray Clausen Jr., Nathan the Voice Actor, Hokomaniac55, ChibiJ, Bongo Lover, Mumbling Yeti, and Cameron Sharp. We are, Woo! believe it or not, I believe we're only five executive producers away from 100. Nice. Insane. You are a champ. That was <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It is, it is a lot. Though, it is amazing. It, yeah, it's uh, incredible. So much support. And remember that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can get access to our exclusive post show and ad free content for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. So until next time, good night and good vibes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Have a good night. See ya.